Hey, and welcome to this edition of the Integration Podcast. So, um, one of the things that, well, we are at the end of the year. I got my uh, small Nisa, as we call it in Danish, uh, out, and we are ready to, to close off for the year. But that also means that we'll soon start on a new year. And I know a lot of people uh, are planning to do migration and conversions in the new year. So I just wanted to give you my ideas about how these things can be done, what you can take away and how these things uh, should be approached. So um, yeah, thanks for, 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 for joining here. So uh, actually I have a few things that I'd like to, to share with you. So, so I think the first one is you need to figure out what type of conversion migration that you're actually doing and there's obviously quite a few different ones where it makes sense um, and I think you need to figure out which one on these you are doing so I think the, the most complicated ones that is out there is the dual stack to a single stack migration and this makes sense no matter what you're doing because well the dual stack is has a lot of overhead has some downside and challenges that makes it not really desirable so that is one thing i would like to to get away from uh, and also if you look at the future roadmap it's not anything that has been developed for the last three four five years uh, maybe even more and also if you look in the future it may not even be there so so that is definitely something i would recommend you to get away from um, and then obviously there is some customers that have the dual stack, but it's just using plain ICOs for all the, the, the matters. Um, I think in, in that perspective, one of the things I've heard about is that you just upgrade to the, the 7.5, separate the stacks and are able to, to run it as a separate, uh, separate systems. How that really works and how well it, it functions, obviously something you need to figure out with your uh, partner if that is something that you can done, do it. Try it on a, on a sandbox system to see does this make sense? Um, because if you can just upgrade everything in place, then you would save a lot of time um, ensuring that everything is pointing to the new server and everything's working as, as expected. So that's definitely one of the things that you can do in, in, in a migration purpose. Um, if you have that then one of the other things is I've been talking with with some customers that have like uh, 7.4 but is on the latest support package does it make sense to upgrade to uh, a 7.5 um, and yeah I, I think this really depends on, on what your strategy is for your integration where you want to go with it um, if you are in the process of doing a a big migration or B2B migration, anything like that. Yeah, probably makes sense. Uh, some of the tools in in the 7.5 is a lot better. Uh, you got the, yeah, the iFlow so is, is better, giving you a, a lot better view of what is actually happening in your system. But obviously some of these things may have been migrated down um, to the 7.4 system. Um, so coding wise i don't see that there's such a big difference i think that the 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 two places where th 
three places. I will not count on the last one. Three places where there's where there's a big big difference. One is on the migration. Um, on the 7.5, you got some better BPM tools. Um, and as we talked about in some of the other videos, there may not be that much development going on in the B2B or in the BPM uh, suite. So you may want to consider, do we want to create a lot of BPMs right now? Or can we create it in, and that's probably the place where it makes the most sense to do a my upgrade. That is if you want to run the uh, cloud content on your own PI system, then you, that's really probably the, the best option to run because you get some better options of, of running tools. And then the last uh, is if you want to use the SAP test tool, but if your only purpose is to do testing better, I would recommend that you go for the uh, FIGAF testing tool that will, well, that would run on all 7.5, all 7.31 system, 7.5, uh, and and 7.4 system. So with that, if your only purpose is for upgrade is to get the test tool, I would probably just go for the FIGAF uh, testing tool. It may cost you a little more, um, but you wouldn't save a project. You would save a lot of time. And I would probably argue you would get a better testing solution, but let's see what, what the final uh, solution is. Oh, I guess that's really what I need to be saying. Um, what What's going on out there. But yeah, so that would be the only reasons that we want to upgrade. But obviously it depends from case to case what you want to do uh, in these cases. And when we're talking 7.5 PO content, one of the things I've just been trying to, to deploy some content and you cannot just take your cloud platform and uh, just switch it to, to run on PO. Um, there is some of the profiles and some of the settings that's done in the iFloats that's different, which means you would have to recreate uh, some of the flows to get these new properties set. And that can be a little challenging, take a little time, but at least you will not have to develop everything from the scratch and the more of the standard components you're working, the better. So I think one of the, the key requirements in this case is that you're able actually to uh, to upgrade pretty fast and I don't know, it's like four times a year that they will create a new content that you're able to apply it and see, at least if you have new development going on, then you can use it because then the, it would not have such a big gap between what's in the cloud and what's on your own uh, PI system. So be able to upgrade a lot more often is uh, really crucial in this point. Uh, so that was uh, something about the, the migration projects. And also there's, uh, well, there's the, I guess, wildcard, the one where you're saying we got some old integration engine that we don't need anymore. Um, that's no longer supported, a business connector or, or anything like that, or something completely different. We want to use the, the PI system. Does it make sense? If you're an SAP shop, I would say yes, because you have, you're getting like two integration engines in once, both the, the PI for, for reliable messaging uh, that's really fast, easy to monitor, and then you got the cloud content, uh, cloud content runtime or whatever, cloud integration runtime that is able to handle more complex flow and 
but requires that you do a more development in ensuring that worked as you uh, expected to. So those are the different things that you need to, to look into and, and to be able to, uh, yeah. So, so if you have that type of project, it's also a migration project that you need to, to uh, work on and figure out how it actually makes sense. So now we're talking a little about some of the different areas that make sense for doing migration. Then the next one where it makes sense is, or when you're starting your project and you obviously, so I've created a blog post and if you go to my, to the, the, the integrationpodcast.com, you would find this, uh, this episode and in here you would actually be able to see, uh, get a link to some of my, my blog posts I've written about the, the topic and be able to get some more inspiration. So I've created a blog, I think it's called Seven Steps to a Migration and uh, where you're figuring out what actually you're achieving just as we talked about before, figure out some of the, what type of migration, what, what makes sense, how can we actually do these things. Um, and then the next part is once you know what you want to achieve, then you have to figure out how do we actually go around uh, doing migration? What actually, what are the content that we have in our PO system and what makes sense there? So one of the things I'm really happy to announce is that in the FIGAF ERT tool, we will add a free feature that would actually allow you to get an understanding of what are the message mappings that's being used in your uh, PI system. And that makes really a lot of sense if you're doing <laughs> either a B2B migration from Seaburger to B2B. And then with this, you can actually see what are the message mappings we're having how many times have each been executed? Because in the Figafia T2, we are able to, um, so you would take the, the file with um, the Excel file here that you can generate from, from the overview that shows you these are the interfaces that has been run this number of times. And what you can then do is you can take this file, put it into the ERT application, it would then match and figure out that you have run this interface. And because we know we can, f based on your interfaces, we can find what are the, the message mappings that is executed in that one. And we can, so we can summarize for all of your message mapping, how many times each has been updated and run, provided that the data is locked in, in this framework. So I think that's really an important tool. It, it's free. It's, I expect it to be in the first release of the ET in the new new year, and there'll probably be a few iteration, just making sure that we uh, support some different features on it. So be sure to to, to sign up for, for the application so you can see um, what you actually what are the interfaces that you run in your your scenario, and. Yeah, obviously this would be something I'd really love to, to charge for because I think it's it's a valuable uh, way of understanding your landscape. And with that in hand, you can see, okay, we, we have, obviously it will be ballpark figures that you would not be able to, to figure out precisely if you have made, so we would not be able to see the changes that you have made uh, in the system and when a specific mapping was executed. So it's, more like 
based on the number of interfaces that have run, how many times do we actually expect that this message has been executed. But this is something that you can actually use uh, in your planning because then you can say, okay, we got these message mapping, these, we got these 325 message mappings that's being executed X number of times. We can take the, when we're doing our migration, we can take, for instance, B2B migration, we can take the least critical ones, the ones that's only been executed like three times a, a week uh, and do migration on them. And once we have got those and, and seeing those works, we can do maybe some of the higher volumes or some of the, the more critical or less critical one. And with that, we will be able to, to scale our solution and make sure it works. So you can get it at figaf.com forward slash IRT. It's part of the, the full IRT application. Um, or you can go to the integration podcast, see the see the resources there will also be putting in a link there but i think that's probably one going to be one of the the key tools that you want to use uh, in any migration project because well it, it gives you the the information that you need there and uh, yeah and also be able to show you how many XSLT Java mappings that you have in your landscape and how they're being executed also really important for for the migration um, so that was a little about what are the different uh, things that that you need to, to do. You need to figure out how these things are. You need to, once you got this report, you probably want to go and, and qualify each of them and saying this is so much critical and this is not critical. And what are the systems we want to do? So so I think from from a project planning perspective, it makes a lot of sense to take this put in some extra fields and figure out what, what's important. And then you can actually follow up with uh, with new iteration of the, the report and check. So how do we actually do once we have migrated? Are we seeing that these values are dropping as fast as we're expecting? Um, and stuff like that. So so it will be really a useful tool to, to handle these things. So once you've got that done, you have an idea about how many message mappings uh, and interfaces you you need to convert uh, from one system or move from one system to the other and you need to then you know it will probably if it's just a move it probably will take an hour for each interface uh, just to move it if there's more development to be done it will be like a day to day and a half and also depending on how much uh, documentation that you need to make for it to really work um, and there yeah you need to figure out what I will what are the level of documentation that we need what do we have um, at the graph tool we are also adding some functionality these would obviously be paid features um, that will at least enable you to do documentation a little easier of what you actually have done uh, and are doing with the migration purposes. So that is one of the features uh, or things then, then you, you, if you have these 500 message interfaces you need to convert, you can then start figuring out how many people do we need uh, in place for this to work, get the people on board and then start the migration, getting the new system installed and onboarding consultants to help you in the process. Um, but at least now you have an, a prioritized list of what are the interfaces we need to move first and why do we want to move these. Um, 
yeah, so it's, I'm not gonna lie, it's not gonna be an easy th thing. And I think that's probably the, the big thing about some a migration project that it's difficult getting the business really excited about it and say, yeah, this is really cool. You're spending three months, a year, a year and a half doing a migration or patch upgrade. And the only reason you're doing it is to be able to, to support these new adapters or some new features or just to stay current. And you would not be able to, to, to help us with any of the business requirements that we have coming. So it's, it's going to be hard selling, but yeah, um, I guess the alternative is... Uh, it's not what they want either that you are neither able to to fulfill their requirements or be able to um yeah to to solve the needs as they have or even have a system that that breaks down under stress but if so if you migrate you'd have a better understanding of what's going on and be able to to solve the issues uh, a lot faster um so i think that that's the the key consideration of of a migration project. It's not a more of a business value rule, just make sure that you stay current, have the latest uh, system in place, have the uh, able to support the most modern functionalities that you want and the business want, um, and then you can start doing the migration. Um, if you have any CC BPMs or BPMs, well, if you're just doing an upgrade with, with BPMN, I would not do anything with those. If you have CC BPMs, I would definitely consider do it makes sense. And can we make this in a, um, in, in a CPI content deployed on local? Or how do we actually get around uh, supporting these patterns? Um, and there may be a lot of different cases that you can actually figure out how do we actually solve these issues uh, in a easier way. So, um, yeah, I would uh, really wish you, uh, yeah, good luck with the, the migration project. I hope that some of the resources you can find in, at the integrationpodcast.com makes a lot of sense to you. Um, I've, yeah. There's also a place you can enter your name and email address to get some of the more updates on, on what we're doing, get the latest tool when we're delivering it, um, and then, more importantly, get some of the resources that I've done uh, that where it makes sense for integration developers to use uh, for these things. So uh, with that, I just wanted to, to say goodbye. Uh, thanks for, for this year and thanks for supporting the integration podcast. Uh, if you all liked it, appreciate it, please uh, share it with your friends and family. Well, probably more your, your friends. I don't think that... Uh, I know that my mama is not listening to this uh, this, this podcast, unfortunately. Uh, but I think she'll probably not uh, <laughs> find it that useful. But do share it on, on LinkedIn. That really makes my day when someone says, Hey, cool uh, episode. This was... Uh, what what I actually needed for migration project for, for figuring out what, what's going on. And if there's any uh, features or functionalities, well, features or more topics that you wanted to cover in this, please uh, send me a note uh, and I'll see if, if that would be possible to find someone that can share a little, shed a little light on these things. So, um, yeah, thanks for, for, for joining. Uh, happy New Year and see you in the New Year. Thank you.